0: Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at cannabissativa at gmail.com. So Sativa here. Um, we're about to enter our last stop on the how to get a card in your respective state series. Um, we're the next pit stop or the next or the last stop in the tour is my home state of legal grass, Massachusetts. I saved my home state for last. I didn't plan this, I swear, <laughs> but, um, let's, let's get to it. Everything you need to know about legal weed in Massachusetts. So I'm just going to say some things up front. Um, I, I looked at this article before um talking about it with you guys, and um, what I notice is that um, there are some things that are a bit wrong about it, um. So when we get to those points, I'll issue the point of correction, and I'll put those things in the show notes as well too, and I'll I'll, I'll both mention it and I'll put the correct information in the show notes. So this is from the website The Thrillist and Everything You Need to Know About Legal Weed in Massachusetts by Ellie Bell. In 2015, the first medical marijuana dispensary opened Massachusetts. This was nearly eight years after voters first approved of the decriminalization of small amounts of marijuana in 2008. But eight, Stoners rejoice. Marijuana legalized. The Massachusetts legalized the use of marijuana in 2016, and in 2018, recreational marijuana dispensaries entered the game as well, with several recreational weed shops opening their doors since it was legalized. Massachusetts is well on its way to becoming the Colorado of the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, okay, not anytime soon with, with 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 Baker at the helm and with um with commissioners that are sort of reefer madness aside from our heroine shaleen title commissioner title excuse me yeah it's commissioner title that's the only one that really has an ear for the activists and has an ear for the pioneers and the craft growers and you know just the consumers in general you know we're, our 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 leaders in Massachusetts, as as you know, are still trying to ram through security cams for home deliveries. It's like they're trying to make this thing fail. They're dragging it out. Um, they dragged it out, to well over two years since we voted on it. <clears throat> we only have about like I want to say twenty three to twenty five dispensaries right now, this article is going to say there were eighteen or whatever or already said eighteen, but we have about twenty three to twenty five as of the time of this writing in september um you know few more are opening there's going to be another one in my county pretty soon if if it hasn't already opened already um but um it's still the same old, same old you're still paying. Oh, close to four hundred per ounce. Um, there's still lines. Um, like during the weekdays, they're not so bad, but um, weekends—forget about it. You're going to be waiting two hours in line or more. And um, a lot of times, if you're not a patient, if you're doing, if you're buying an adult use sale, you're having to park at one location, and then take like a shuttle to the dispensary where you wait in line and then you pay, you get your $60 eighth. Um, I mean, some places are lifting the cap on um, sales. Like there are some places that limit you to an eighth or an ounce. So there would, they'd be enough stock for the recreational consumers, but some have lifted the bands or some have, 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 have increased the limit a lot larger, but, but no, we're not. We're not anywhere close to being Colorado. I mean, if we were, we would make the barriers of entry pretty simple, and we wouldn't make it too demanding. Where you need millions of dollars to pay to play, where you have to pay to play these, uh, these, what what do you call it? Where you have to pay pay onerous fees to to towns in these host agreements, which are pretty much extortion for for the most part. You're having that. You're having it cost lots and lots of money to get started. You're having the process take forever. You're having people, you know, burn up their money and then they give up. And it's just, it's, it's redonkulous. Like, you know, Colorado has done it perfectly. You know, Oregon has done it perfectly, made the barriers of entry high, low, and, and, and did all they could to bring the people that were selling it before it became legal, into the fold. Oregon made that a priority. You know, people people will be like, oh, well, they have excess. Well, that's that's a good thing. People should, the average consumer should only pay 50 bucks an ounce. That's, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. This has medical benefits. This has so many medical benefits. It should only cost 50 an ounce. Left to me, it, an ounce would cost five bucks and it'd be it'd be like a like it'd be like a six pack of of budweiser that's that's what an ounce would cost in my universe but um maybe with federal decriminalization or federal legalization with bernie sanders at the helm maybe we'll get that who knows let's continue with several recreational weed shops opening their doors since it was legalized Massachusetts is well on its way is well on its way to becoming the East, the Colorado of the East coast with locals enjoying the high spirits and visitors flooding in from other States to get goods. Even so, the laws surrounding legalization are slightly confusing and can be hard to understand exactly what it is, what is, and still isn't legal with even a solid number of medical and recreational dispensaries. No, I, I, I don't agree. We don't have a solid number. Twenty, twenty-three to twenty-five adult use dispensaries is not a solid number. Um, fifty-something medical dispensaries not a solid number. When you know states with comparable populations, looking at you, Arizona, have over a hundred, and and sub two hundred dollar ounces are the norm in in, in Arizona. There are. There are still many questions on how medical marijuana works in Massachusetts. How do I even find a doctor to prescribe it for me? Can I blaze up during a late night trip to Wendy's or a pit stop in Sullivan's Castle Island? There are even more questions about how recreational toking works now that it's been legalized. To help us figure it out, we talked to experts with intimate knowledge of all things cannabis in Massachusetts. Here are some need-to-know facts if you want to smoke up, whether it's medical or medicinal or for fun. So is recreational weed legal and when and where can I buy it? Recreational marijuana use was legalized in 2016 for anyone over the age of 21 and medical is still fine for anyone who gets a prescription and goes through the registration process. As for the amount you can possess, law says you can have up to one ounce on you and 10 ounce in your home, which you can get at dispensaries. Can I smoke in public? For adult use, no. But medical, it's more complicated. But this article is not entirely accurate, and we're going to put why in the show notes. I'm going to explain it now too, as well. Um, it turns out that you can do it if you have a medical card, according to the medical marijuana law. And according to the law, the the law as as written. And, like if you if you look up if you look up like the mass legislature site, like heck I'll just let me let me just put it. I mean, just give me one moment. These are going to be the show notes here. It's like an open book exam. <laughs> All right. Um. So updated info. All right. So this is this is an episode I did um a couple months ago, and we reference in the episode that people can't be busted for doing it in public in mass in Massachusetts. So I'll just quickly reference the episode, but I'm of course, but I will put this in the show notes as well. But yeah, we'll put, we'll put that episode in the show notes. And, um, when you click, when you look for the episode as well, we'll, we'll have all the information, but you can use in public. If anywhere tobacco is allowed, if you are a medical patient, I mean, I would still exercise and use discretion, but you can do it. If you are a card-carrying medical marijuana patient with a valid medical marijuana prescription and it hasn't expired, you can do it. But still use good judgment, I'll, I'll say. And we're gonna put we're gonna put that previous episode in the show notes as well. But it's actually written in the law that medical users can use anywhere tobacco can be used. Just just a little word for the wise here. No, even though it is legalized, it's still illegal to use recreational weed in public. This means no smoking in sidewalks, restaurants, at parks, schools, or public transportation. Basically, your safest bet is smoking outside with friends, smoking inside with friends and avoiding any public places, especially if you're carrying medical marijuana but don't have paperwork on you just in case. The legalization of marijuana essentially means it's sort of okay to have, but doesn't necessarily mean you can get your fix anywhere and everywhere discretion is your friend yeah again use good judgment also keep in mind that although marijuana is legal in massachusetts it is still not legal under federal law this means if you are caught with marijuana on federal lands including parks or monuments you can still get charged with a federal crime so you probably want to keep your cannabis at home if you're going to cape cod for the weekend better safe than sorry can I still be charged with illegal possession? This gets complicated, but the short answer is yes. Uh, even though it is technically le- legal, you still need to have the necessary paperwork that shows you qualify to use it for medical reasons. Without it, you are still breaking the law. If you qualify and are legally registered, you can possess up to one ounce inside, outside of your residence and up to 10 ounces inside of your residence. Having anything more than that or getting caught without the proper paperwork for medical marijuana still makes you liable to be charged, fined, and put in jail. It's a similar predicament with recreational marijuana, which you can technically buy and smoke, but that doesn't mean you can't get in trouble with the law if you do it while out and about. Toke responsibly. What are the dispensary options near Boston? while there are a fair amount of options around the city no there aren't there are unfortunately none in boston proper that's correct that said who doesn't like a mini road trip i don't know why the person of this who wrote this article is making this seem like a good thing for crying out loud we legalized this in 2016 we shouldn't only have 23 dispensaries and you shouldn't having you shouldn't be having to drive large distances or long distances or an hour within your state to get something that has been legalized by 54% of the voters you shouldn't you should not have to be making all these treks but through to, due to foot dragging due to local control local bans due to um just general reefer madness by by the commission and our elected officials you don't have enough dispensaries and you are having to make a mini road trip. And this isn't a good thing. Some of the best dispensaries near Boston are Netta, Brookline, and Netta Northampton. Northampton is a very awesome place. They have very good, they have very good food. Oh, check out Bueno Isano if you're ever there. Check out Local Burger if you're there. You know, and they have the and, and Northampton breweries there, and their food and their beer is pretty good. Um there's this Thai restaurant that's there it's, it's amazing try their plum wine you'll love it if you, so if you if you head up to North, Netta Northampton I mean those those are all walking distance which which was the state's first recreational dispensary Spots like this sell a wide variety of assortments and boost local expansive menus, including edibles, gummies, and brownies, so you're set no matter how you like to get your fix. If you're looking for the quickest trip possible, you might want to check out Netta Brookline, which is only a few minutes outside of Boston by train. But if you don't mind the drive, you might consider heading to Berkshire Roots in Pittsfield the town that boosts two different recreational dispensaries, when most places in Massachusetts don't even have one yet. It will take time for the full perks of legalization to spread to Boston, where it is tougher to get approval to build dispensaries. I do believe there are several recreational dispensaries fighting to open closer to Boston. Massachusetts bud tender Brandy Smith explained to Thrillist, it is still it is super complicated to open a weed shop in the state and expensive and takes forever. That is correct. That is true. How how do you how do I get a prescription for medical marijuana? As long as you are a resident of Massachusetts, you can sign up for a medical marijuana card. If you have a qualifying medical condition, first, you have to discuss your current medical conditions and medical history with a cannabis doctor and they will have to explain the risks and benefits to marijuana to you then you will be required to get a physician certification a document signed by a doctor who believes medical marijuana will benefit you that will cost about two hundred dollars and can be acquired from places like Canacare or greenway massachusetts and we'll put more doctors Um, depending on your area in the show notes. We're going to reference some from Weed Maps and some from Marijuana Doctors. When signing up for the card, you have to register with the Medical Use of Marijuana program. The registration fee is $50 unless you're below the federal poverty level. You can get more information here. What are the approved conditions? For a physician certification, you'll need to demonstrate that you have one of the approved conditions that are considered debilitating and might be alleviated by medical-grade marijuana. These can include, but not limited to, AIDS, ALS, cancer, Crohn's disease, glaucoma, hepatitis C, HIV, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, insomnia, anxiety, among others. What kind of doctor do I have to go to? You must go to a doctor or certifying physician who... Who you have an established bona fide re- physician patient relationship with. This is to prevent doctors from giving out baseless me- medicinal mar- marijuana certifications to everyone who walks through their doors. Basically, as long as you have a doctor you trust who has a sense of your medical history and is likely to support your expiration of medical marijuana use, you should be fine. Under the law, a bona fide patient relate, doctor-patient relationship specifically means you have to go to a doctor you already had a complete clinical visit with a with in the past. Again, like I've like I've said in many of these how to get a card ones, get your medical records from your primary care doctor or your specialist or whoever whatever doctor you go through go to the most frequently. You do that. And then you take those records to the medical marijuana doctor. You only go to your primary care doctor or your specialist or whatever to get the medical records. Because most doctors, because it's a Schedule 1 drug, they, they they don't want they don't want to be associated with cannabis or they're just ignorant because they weren't taught it in medical school. So they're not going to be of any use to you and they probably won't even write you the recommendation. So what you're gonna to have to do is just get the medical records from them. And then go to the doctors that we're going to put in the show notes. And they will certify your condition and, and put, put you in good shape to, to get the card and to go to the dispensaries. According to Tim Keo of Bass Cannabis, the scenario might not always be straightforward. Depending on your doc on who your doctor is and how they feel about legal weed. Primary care physicians have to go through specific courses and get certified through the Department of Health," Keo told Drillis, adding that some have chosen not to go through the process because maybe they don't feel comfortable with it and don't want to prescribe marijuana unless it's a last last resort, or they work for the VA and they're not allowed to. Because of that, there are clinics that have stepped in to fill the void for patients, like like we reference, they've stepped in to fill the void for patients who can benefit. If you're not able to work with a primary care physician, you can work with the clinic and from there it should take about three to seven days to get your temporary ID. About that. Massachusetts, when a lot of times um as, as alluded to by the Young Jerks by that by that um podcast, there um Mike Crawford does a very good podcast at the Young Jerks. And um as we as I've alluded to, um registration or, or renewals is a renewals a mess. Like, um, like when I tried to renew earlier this year, um, it like, they just like the mass department of health and the mass cannabis control commission just sat on my application for weeks. And then I called them and asked why they delayed it, you know, it should only take a week or so or two at most to renew. But they, but they took several weeks. They took like three or four weeks. I had to, I had to call, I had to call the mass cannabis control board, and then and and the department of health. I had to call those people, and then they just pushed it through. They just pressed the button and pushed it through, you know. So we're going to put links in the show notes as well on on what to do if you're renewing and they're 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 taking their sweet their sweet sweet time. You know, it's it's best to email them, and it's best or it's best to call them. But people have gotten results from emailing them. But I mean, in an ideal world, it should take three to seven days to get your temporary ID when you when you renew after you already had your card. But sometimes they do mess up. So you are going to have to email them at times. And even if you're getting the card for the first time, it, if you feel it's taking longer than it should, be be sure to contact them because they're not always timely with this. Excuse me. How much medical marijuana can I buy at a dispensary? Thanks to the ha- the handy dispensary guide, you can find... Any and every legal marijuana dispensary in the state of Massachusetts, including ones in Boston. Currently, patients in Massachusetts who qualify for use of medical marijuana are limited to a 60-day supply of up to 10 ounces with a prescription. If your doctor decides that it is me- medically necessary to prescribe you more than 10 ounces for that 60-day period, you may be able to purchase more. Lucky you. Can I pay for it using insurance? Unfor- no, unfortunately not. No insurance provider in Massachusetts currently covers medical marijuana use, but they should. It's like um, it's like uh, Matthew McConaughey in um, Days and Confused is like when he when he says when I I think he asked like the main character if he smokes weed and then the, the main character is like no, and then Matthew McConaughey was like. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. But yeah, I mean, it would be a lot cooler if these insurance companies covered medical marijuana. such a bummer. That means you'll have to use cash or your card. Am Am I allowed to grow my own medical marijuana? That's a yes. The medical marijuana laws allow both registered patients and caregivers to grow their own marijuana. But there is a cash. In order to grow legally, you have to provide proof that purchasing medical marijuana from a dispensary would result in a hardship. It could be a do- documented financial hardship, being physically unable to get to a dispensary, or not having a dispensary within reasonable distance from your home. You can also get a re- written recommendation from your doctor to grow marijuana if you qualify. Still, even if you qualify for the hardship ex exception you or your caregiver are only allowed to grow a limited amount of marijuana plants you can only grow however many plants that will give you a 60 day supply as of 2016 any adult who qualifies may now grow up to 6 marijuana plants at a time with a limit of 12 per residence but of course there's another catch You have to grow and store marijuana in an enclosed, locked area that can't be seen by or isn't accessible to the public. On top of that, you can't grow it at your home and also have a caregiver grow theirs. It is one or the other. The legalization of marijuana essentially means that it's sort of okay to have, but doesn't necessarily mean you can get your fix anywhere and everywhere. If I already have a medical marijuana recommendation from another state, can I use it to buy legal weed in Massachusetts? Nope. You, you have to be registered in Massachusetts in order to legally purchase medical marijuana in the state. However, state laws include a clause that allows visiting patients, patients visiting Massachusetts from other states to possess their own marijuana while in Massachusetts. Can I take the weed that I buy in Massachusetts to another state? If you're planning to stock up in Massachusetts and take a road trip, beware. If you travel across state lines, it is possible you can be charged with federal felony, even if you're legally registered as someone who qualifies to use medical marijuana in Massachusetts. Some states have reciprocity with others, which may honor another state's medical marijuana prescriptions. For example, Maine, if you are a visiting patient, visiting being the key operative word, You can get medicine if you're, you know, in vacation, if you're, if you're in vacation in Maine, you can use their dispensaries, you can visit caregivers, the Massachusetts has recently, as of a few weeks ago, been added to Maine's reciprocity agreement, and also Rhode Island accepts medical Massachusetts medical marijuana cards. So again, key operative word, if you're visiting your uncle or your aunt or your grandparent or your or your parent or, you know, your, your uncle or whatever, then, you know, if you're visiting Rhode Island and you need to get your medicine just like any other medicine, you are permitted to use their dispensaries if you have a mass medical marijuana card. But again, call ahead. Like I always tell you, even... In both in Maine, Massachusetts, or no, both in Maine, both in Rhode Island, or if you visit, you know, somewhere like Michigan, that also has reciprocity. Call these dispensaries ahead of time. Make sure they're going to accept your card. Don't just go. Don't just drive up and be like, oh, I, I, I want to check Rhode Island and see if they're because again, it's up to them. But those states do ha- legally have reciprocity. If if those surrounding states, Rhode Island and, and Maine, have it. So if you are visiting key operative word or if you have teleportation abilities, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Some states have reciprocity with, with others, which might honor another state's medical marijuana prescription. Even so, taking marijuana across state lines is illegal. And it would be smart to register with the state you're visiting to purchase any marijuana you need from a dispensary within that state. Again, always call. Call ahead. If you're going to Maine, if you're going to Rhode Island, if you're traveling to D.C., if you're traveling to Michigan, um, again, you got to call ahead. Make sure those dispensaries will accept. All right. What about transporting it within the state? Can I do that? You can only legally transport marijuana if you yourself are a registered medical marijuana patient, caregiver, or work for a registered medical marijuana dispensary. Otherwise, transporting marijuana in any amount is still illegal in Massachusetts. To be able to legally transport it, all you need is your medicinal marijuana ID card. Then, and only then, you can carry the legal amount that your doctor has prescribed you for a 60-day supply. This means you, you can carry up to 10 ounces of marijuana legally unless your doctor has prescribed you more. If you are not the one buying or transporting marijuana by a registered caregiver, you're allowed to bring a patient to and from a dispensary to purchase it and take it to them. People who work at dispensaries are allowed to transport marijuana to other dispensaries and to caregivers or registered patients as well. What does the cannabis industry look like in Massachusetts now that both recreational and medical marijuana are legal? The Cannabis Control Commission, the five-member panel in charge of regulating Massachusetts' marijuana industry, is the entity in charge of deciding which dispensaries get licenses and which kinds of marijuana businesses can operate in the state. It has been approving new shops on a rolling basis since cannabis has been legalized. There are currently 20... around 23 to 25 dispensaries in the state. But that number could easily double in the next few years. While some have speculated that Massachusetts may become the first state to issue social licenses, that remains to be seen. I think California has leapfrogged us and Alaska is making their moves. We're still, um, it's still years away, according to our heroin commissioner, sh- commissioner titled still years away. Um, there's like a pilot program as of like the last few months that as the, you know, the governor, everyone has all the regulators have agreed to a pilot program. So the cities that the cities that have opted in for legal adult use sales and, are going to have sort of first track at getting this going, but there's still some things that have to happen on a local level in many localities for you to really see this really popping. So again, that's, that's quite some time away right now, but um, yeah, that's, 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 that's the current state of um, cannabis consumption lounges. In addition to dispensaries and some restaurants and cafes. Okay. Now let me, while some have speculated Masters may become the first state to issue social use licenses that remains to be seen. In addition to dispensaries, some restaurants and cafes boost weed-infused menu items. Someday, depending on how the laws pan out, there could even be movie theaters that sell pot brownies or pot popcorn, but we're not there yet. And we're not there yet because our AG and our governor you, you slammed the brakes last year when when they were... Tro- when, we were trying to implement lounges and when we were trying to implement, um, what was it? Um, they were going to try to like some movie theaters were, were, were considering allowing, you know, vaping and edibles, but you know, they were concerned about high driving and, Oh my God, think of the children. It's going to be dangerous. So the AG and the governor slammed the brakes and, and, and begged and, 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 um, and highly, highly convinced the the cannabis control board to slow down. The 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 they pump the brakes on that. And um so again the movie theaters with, with pop brownies and pop popcorn that's that's a long time away because of this reefer madness. There is, however, a new kind of pot leisure economy that has sprouted up since recreational weed was legalized, with businesses like weed and has yoga classes, cannabis cafes and lounges making their mark on the New England map. There's even a weed-infused fine dining experience for those who want to feel truly high class, if you know what we mean. So, I mean, there are a few places, but again, we're, we're still years away from this being widespread. Still, there are ways people can legally consume the drug is limited, and the CCC has ongoing studies to address the concerns over impaired driving and underage access, according among many issues, nonetheless, Smith said the CCC hasn't totally slowed down the expansion of a green state. Legalization has proven lucrative in places like Northampton, a town with less than 29,000 residents, having seen over $700,000 in revenue from a recreational marijuana sales since dispensaries opened up shop. There's still plenty of room to expand. Tim Kino, the president of the the board at Basque Fairhaven, sees a thriving marketplace for both medical and recreational dispensaries one poised to expand he explained that massachusetts could end up with even more dispensaries than colorado thanks to the state's population density massachusetts is much smaller geographically and has 20 percent more people than colorado crammed into it Colorado has over three thousand licensed marijuana businesses total, including growers, processors, sellers spread out throughout the state. Massachusetts population of six point eight six is approx and approxim and proximity to large larger cities like New York would open the floodgates to much higher demand by comparison. There are fifty million people within a four-hour drive to Massachusetts, Kino said to us. That's what makes it, in my opinion, one of the most attractive markets to operate in, and I think that it will grow. Even so, Smith said, the legality of cannabis hasn't erased ethical concerns surrounding the drug. She said the industry should take cues from initiatives like the hood incubator and become more diverse primarily by hiring more people of color and women of color. And not just for the retail and growing side, but in management as well. She also pointed out that while a fair number of dispensaries are owned by big companies, the weed businesses could create opportunities for locally owned shops. Massachusetts is growing more marijuana friendly every day, with festivals like Extravaganza at large. I I went to that pretty frequently when I was a UMass student. Um, But... I think, I think they're going to be putting it in, it's going, I mean, when I, back in the day when I went there, it was in Amherst, uh, it was in like the center of, of Amherst, you know, it was at, it was at that park, like the center of town and downtown. And, um, but now they've moved it to Northampton. And I think in 2020, they're going to do, they're going to do it in Holyoke. And Holyoke is a great city with, with pretty great history. And, um, It's very diverse as well, too. So, you know, if you're if you're there in 2020, it's worth checking out. With festivals like Extravaganza at large, according to Smith, doctors are even becoming more easygoing about their views on the drug. Truly medicinal qualities. The attitude has definitely changed. She said it is way more welcoming and accepting. And there aren't as many pothead jokes anymore. Smith's name has been changed due to a non-disclosure agreement, preventing her from speaking out on the record about her job. All right. So um that's the end of the article. And um I'm going to read one more thing, and then we'll go over to the doctors. So this, this new rule was implemented just two months ago. And... Patient information for initial access certification. So before when Massachusetts, before this law was implemented, you had to wait for the, te- you had to wait for the state to issue you a temporary card that you'd, you'd print out. Um, and, you know, in ideal conditions, if they, if they process your stuff on time, you'd wait maybe a week or so for the temporary card that after going to the doctor and then, um, and then you'd have to wait another week for the plastic card itself. But now it's now once you go to the doctor, you can get your stuff instantly now, and um, you can get your you'll you'll get paperwork you can take to the dispensary right off the bat now. So we'll just read this. This is pretty quick. Patient information for initial access certification. What is initial access certification? Initial access. Commencing July 1st, 2019, initial access allows patients to buy medical-use cannabis while their registration card is processed and remains valid for 14 days. Initial access is only for new registrations that are still being processed. There are no changes to the policy on printing temporary badges for completed applications. Process for obtaining initial access. Patients must visit a clinician to get initial access. The clinician will print out proof for the patient. Patients must, may, be, may also use the patient portal to print out proof of access, which the, will note temporary patient registration. Initial access documentation and a government-issued ID must be presented to obtain medical use cannabis. The patient's information and the sale will be recorded. A patient may authorize a person as their temporary caregiver. Patients must complete the full registration process to get a registration card. Initial access may expire before the patients can print out a temporary badge. Patients are encouraged to immediately submit their application to avoid gaps in registration. Clinicians include physicians, certified nurse practitioners, physician assistants that are registered, in the medical program. What patients need to know about initial access. Initial access expires 14 days after it is issued. When the patient is approved for a registration card, whichever is first. Patients are limited to one initial access during any 365-day period unless otherwise approved. Patients may receive a 14-day supply determined to be 2.5 ounces of cannabis. A clinician may set different 14-day supply. Patients are required to comply with 935 cmr 501015 to obtain your registration card questions if you have questions please contact medical marijuana at state.ma.us or 833-869-86820 let me read that again 833-869-6820 so um so right now we're going to Scroll over to where you can get where you can access medical marijuana doctors. Marijuana doctors is a very good resource, and as you can see, there's quite a couple that you can access depending on your area. And these are the qualifying conditions, and in Massachusetts, we have an elastic clause, so any other conditions. As determined in writing by a qualifying patient physician. So you have a couple, but then you have a, any condition that a doctor, nurse practitioner, or practicing physician sees fit. So we do, we do sort of have like we do sort of have it for any condition for the most part, which is good. And also. This is this is weed maps, but you might want to put in your your particular zip code to get to get um, doctors that are around your area. This is just for Boston, but again, just put in your zip code here or your city and here, and you should be able to find something within the area. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I hope you guys get a lot out of this, and um, yeah. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.com. Dot fm slash I am Cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa Podcasts. you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have five dollar and ten dollar tiers if you're feeling extra generous and those come with their own benefits too and um, if you subscribe to the the ten and above tier, you you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So uh, you know you can chat with me on Discord. You know we can have 15 minute one on one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes. You get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic. Tune in radio, Stitcher and IHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Canvas Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.